0: I'm sorry, sorry, Bob. We still have hope, though. We don't need
1: to hope. Yeah, you know, that was just so sad. What a tearjerker. Ah, my
0: heart, my heart. Yeah. Penalty, my heart. Oh, gosh. So anyway. Well,
1: I was talking about your singing, but moving straight along, <laughs> Chinese GDP numbers climbed. <laughs> Let's look at um, the Chinese <laughs> GDP numbers and yeah. also, you know, what the Asian markets are doing, uh, advancing, yeah. uh, you know, this morning and uh, seemingly led by tech shares.
0: Look, I still call it 7.2, Takeda. The, the results are coming out in no, in no time at all. Uh, I'm still calling it 7.2. Uh, some of the guys are saying 7.3. I told you that there is a number of guys that are looking at it uh, at 7.4. Um, still, I don't think that can be that much. And I'll tell you two reasons why. Firstly, because the last quarter of the Chinese GDP numbers was sitting at 7.1, and and the quarter before that was sitting at 7.3. So I'm not convinced that they'll they'll meet that 7.4 mark. Their target was 7.5. I don't think they'll get that. And the other thing as well that that worries me about the Chinese uh, uh, market is that throughout the entire year last year, in dollar terms, they only grew about uh, uh, 13.4%. So what that means is that that is their lowest in the last 11 years uh, that they have grown. So the, with that, it will be interesting to see where that ends up. But the MSCI Asia-Pacific Sakina this morning uh, finishing up uh, 0.1% in the top. Uh, the index, uh, 7%, uh, the Shanghai Composite itself doubled 7.7% uh, yesterday. Uh, remember we spoke about the fact that those, those laws that were being brought in that were introduced sort of like put them offside because they were not expecting it. So the regulatory efforts to rein in the margin landings uh, sparked concerns of the speculative traders, and so they started putting back their market. So that's where we stand at the moment.
1: Mm. And then the IMF lowering global forecast uh, by the most in three years. But then again, and and we've had this conversation about the Bretton Woods institutions and, you know, uh, your view on that.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, you've got the eyes You've got the World Bank. And on the other side, you've got these uh, uh, racing agencies. These people make economics so, so, very difficult. And at the same time, they use the same old style of calculating uh, it's like using stencil eh, in, in 2015. It, it just doesn't work. We can't do ment- mental at this day and age and still apply the same principles. It doesn't work, Fakina. And what's happening is the RMS has made the steepest cut of its global outlook uh, in three years, uh, diminishing expectations, obviously, everywhere else, apart from where, Fakina said. Diminishing everywhere else except where? Where? The United States. <laughs> the United States. The very country that's growing at 2%, and we forget that China is sitting at 7.4%. I, I, I really don't understand. I, I, I'm still very puzzled. But the world economy will grow by 3.5% in 2015, down from the expectations of 38 that was projected by the International Monetary Fund. Uh, the weakness, uh, along with uh, obviously the prolonged uh, uh, below-target inflation, is challenging policymakers across Europe and Asia to make up the fresh waves of similar demand. Uh, you know, it is a funny story, that is a very difficult one, but I, I, I really still ask the very question I asked before. Are these guys still relevant in actual fact? Or are they creating work by predicting worse than what is expected?
1: Mm. And uh, I see one of your favorite persons, Mario Draghi, is bond buying, not so
0: popular in Switzerland. What's going on there? Of course they wouldn't be happy. We've got a economy that is stable, and then you pull out in the last minute, you pull a rabbit over everyone uh, out, out of a hat, and you say, right, we're going to cut down, we're not going to peg anymore, uh, and nobody expected it. Unlikely, Switzerland, Eastern Europe has reasons to chair Mario Draghi's bond-buying push, but not so many guys are actually keen on it. to make from Poland to Hungary, uh, they will meet on Tuesday in Vienna for a conference for keda the two-day conference. Uh, before the European Central Bank sits for their monetary stimulus uh, uh, meeting as well. Uh, ECB bond buying would be clearly a positive uh, 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 outline for, for the, most of the Eastern European countries, not so much for Switzerland, because it's, it's actual, the franc, the Swiss franc, has strengthened by almost 6.5% after they lifted that peg. So they are not happy with whatever it is. If they put super money into the system, it makes their... Frank weaker, and they, they will not be happy with that, and that's the reason why they're a bit worried uh, as regards to what will Mario Draghi do. But Draghi knows what he's doing. Uh, this man, uh, this uh, man understands the Eurozone very well, and I think he's going to be supporting most of his counterparts because obviously they want to see a stronger Euro, and they want to fight that stupid thing called deflation, which has seen Europe in, very, uh, in, in, in pretty dire situations over the last four and a half years. So let's hope that they, the meetings go successfully uh, tomorrow and Thursday, and then they come up with a decision on Friday.
1: We live in hope. And that was Clive Mentor Zabantu Ramatibela, Independent Market Analyst, back again tomorrow, same time.